It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We turn our attention to the Miami Dolphins' Week 13 opponent, the Washington Commanders, here on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team. Every day here on the Locked On Network, I'm your host, Kyle Kratz, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers, because it is your team every day. We don't just say we live it here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase on last-minute tickets with the lowest prices guaranteed. We are focused on week 13. We did the film review. We obviously had a couple extra days with the Dolphins playing on Friday. Uh, We did not, I don't want to say waste our time, but we did not do a defensive film recap from from Friday's game because as I'm watching the tape, it's like, man, there's really not a lot of tangible takeaways to take against that New York Jets offense. Now, we did talk about Jalen Phillips and replacing Jalen Phillips yesterday. Uh, That is the one bit of news as I am recording this. It's Tuesday afternoon. Uh, The Miami Dolphins have officially signed Jason Pierre-Paul off the New Orleans Saints practice squad and placed Jalen Phillips on injured reserve. That transaction is official. Uh, I don't know that you'll necessarily expect to see Jason Pierre-Paul suit up for the Dolphins against Washington, but nevertheless, it is something that you should expect to see him get weaned in and be a rotational player on this Miami Dolphins front as we move forward. But our focus is on our opponent this upcoming week. It is the four and eight Washington commanders. They are uh, an NFC East opponent. It, it is the Dolphins third NFC East opponent that they are, will face this season. They still have Dallas coming on Christmas Eve. The Dolphins are currently one and one against the NFC East where they win against the New York Giants. They lost to the Philadelphia Eagles on the road. The Dolphins getting this one in Washington. So what do we need to know about the Commanders? We'll obviously do a crossover Thursday with David Harrison of Locked On Commanders a little later in the week. Uh, but wanted to kind of set the stage and just kind of work our way through the dynamics of this football team because it's it's a unique group. It's kind of a unique squad uh, with where they are at. They just fired their defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio. So head coach Ron Rivera uh, will call plays defensively for this football team for the first time against Miami. Uh, so you have a little bit of a variant of unknown as far as what to expect from tendencies, just because you don't have the same consistent staff. Uh, but this team defensively, what I can tell you, is they're giving up a lot of points, uh, 29.2 points per game to be exact. That's dead last in the league in scoring defense, 20, uh, 350 total points allowed thus far this season through 12 games for Washington. And they have their bye week after this week. So they have had a long stretch that they have endured. Now they do have a little bit of extra rest, just like Miami. They played on Thursday. Miami played on Friday. Um, Defensively, uh, they have not logged a turnover in three weeks. 
Uh, they played Seattle, the New York Giants with Tommy DeVito, a quarterback, and the Dallas Cowboys, and did not log a turnover. Two of those three teams went over four, 430 yards of offense, Dallas and Seattle. And the Giants beat them 31-19 because the Washington turned the ball over six times. So as you look at some of the metrics for Washington defensively, uh, my eyes are kind of perked up a little bit, and I'm kind of chomping at the bit to play this football team. And here's one of the reasons why. They've logged only 13 turnovers thus far this season. That is 28th in the NFL. They are 30th in the NFL in passing yards allowed, 3,175 passing yards with 28 passing touchdowns. That 28 passing touchdowns, that's the worst mark in the league. Opposing teams pass the ball, and they light this defense up. Uh, when you're facing them running the ball, their 4.4 yards uh, per carry allowed is 25th in the NFL. Their 6.9 net yards per attempt is 31st in the NFL. They can see 2.4 points per possession. Uh, that is 31st in the NFL. They're 28th in yards allowed defensively uh, per drive in the NFL. And they are middle of the road in both red zone defense and third down defense. From a personnel standpoint, they traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young at the trade deadline, and it really hurts them. Uh, they they currently have on the roster right now uh, one player with more than 23 pressures on the entire defense. They got a couple stout interior defensive linemen. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but this is a group collectively defensively. It shows why they are not pressuring opposing groups, why they are not forcing mistakes. And that's something for, for Miami. In the same way that the Jets were kind of a get-right game for your balance and what you did offensively, I think Washington can be something of a get-right game for uh, not shooting yourself in the foot with the mistakes. You should not have the the pressure. Uh, obviously, the Jets, uh, that, that's a very fast, explosive defense. Uh, they create a lot of chaos. They create a lot of sacks. They create a lot of pressure. You won't have that element here. There's going to be a little bit less stress on the timing of the offense, in my mind, in this game than there was last week and some of the other previous weeks when you had to worry about Max Crosby as a game wrecker and you had to worry about Chris Jones as a game wrecker. I look at Washington, and yeah, they got two good defensive tackles on the inside, uh, De'Ron Payne and John Allen but I don't think they're necessarily that caliber of a game changer for you, especially if you get Rob Hunt back. So I look at Washington defensively and acknowledge, you know, Ron Rivera and his return may give you something uh, a little different from a tendencies and coverage perspective, but the personnel on this group, you know, their best two players are the two interior guys, Deron Payne, John Al. Their edge rush group, uh, a couple of rookies, Andre Jones, KJ Henry, James Smith-Williams, and Casey Tuhill. That's your outside pass rush, whether Teron Armstead plays or not. And I know he popped on social media. Uh, and said, you know, yeah, I came into this game and I wasn't quite myself talking about the Jets game. I'm going to put in the work this week and be better for my team this week. And everybody's all excited because Toronto, oh, Toronto's playing this week. Toronto wants to play this week. We'll see. Whether it's Kendall Lamb or, or Toronto Armstead, um, the pass rush group for Washington, uh, I have high expectations for the Dolphins and their ability to block this group. Uh, the back seven. They got a fast linebacker in Jamin Davis, who was a first round pick. Uh, Cody Barton was a free agent signing from the Seattle Seahawks this season. Uh, they have a first-round uh, pick in Emmanuel Forbes at cornerback. Their second-round pick, Jatavius Martin, hasn't played a ton uh, in favor of Percy Butler, who was a fourth-round pick in 2022. Uh, you got Kendall Fuller in this group. The safeties are physical, I'll say that. 
But as I look at structurally and personnel-wise how Washington works, one thing we haven't seen a ton of from the Dolphins' defense the last few weeks is the deep, intermediate, middle-of-the-field passing offense, the, the play-action pass shot plays over the middle of the field and attacking the seams. You haven't seen a ton of that. And, and a lot of that has been a, a concession due to timing and worried about the Jets' organic pass rush with Bryce Huff uh, and Quinton Williams and the rest of that group. Uh, being concerned about Chris Jones, being concerned about uh, Max Crosby. I don't think you'll have that same level of stress from the personnel in the in the front. And when you look at where they struggle, they have inexperience uh, with some of their corners. You know, they, they have Benjamin St. Just, who was a third-round pick in 2021. Uh, Christian Holmes was a seventh-round pick in 2022. We mentioned Forbes was a first-round pick this year. Quan Martin, a nickel player, is a second-round pick this year. Tariq Castro-Fields was a, a rookie in 2022. Uh, they, they have some inexperience at corner. And their linebackers, I, I don't have a great deal of faith for their zone discipline, uh, especially with all the eye candy that Miami puts forward. So I have higher expectations for the sh- not necessarily the shot plays, the big posts down the field, uh, but more of the back to the defense play action, misdirection, uh, in breaking routes, uh, the deep overs, uh, the dagger concepts, the seams. That's where I'm looking at Miami. Uh, to have a really big passing game advantage against Washington uh, in this football game. So we'll talk about Washington on the other side of the ball. Uh, They're a very fascinating study in that regard. And we'll talk about that next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. But say you're like me. I live in the mid-Atlantic area, going to the game. I'm using Game Time to get my tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase, and they're fully committed to finding ways to save you money on tickets, even at the last minute. So if you're a spontaneous person, say you're in Miami, you want to fly up for the game spontaneously, Game Time's got you covered for tickets. They give you the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what your sight lines are going to be. Their all-in prices show you the final price up front, so there's no surprise fees when you go to check out and buy your tickets. And tickets can be purchased in just a few taps and sent directly to your phone. Game Time also has deals right up to the start of the event, uh, whether that's football, basketball, baseball, concerts, hockey, whatever it is. You have the peace of mind you're going the best that you're getting the best deal because things like zone deals are in place, where you pick the section and Game Time can pick the seats, and you can get an average of up to another 18% savings on those tickets. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and use code Locked On NFL. Locked L O C K E D on O N N F L for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Offensively, uh, what a fun study they are. And I'm being serious, <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic, but uh, 
Uh, Sam Howell, the quarterback, the second-year quarterback, was a fifth-round draft selection on University of North Carolina. And, and there's important context with Sam Howell. Sam Howell is very much a chaos merchant, and I mean that in a good way. Uh, there's a lot of off-script stuff. There's a lot of creativity. There's a flair with him as a player. He moves well at times within the pocket. His feel within the pocket's not necessarily super polished at this stage. But this was a player who coming out of North Carolina, and this was I, I did a full film evaluation on him when I was still with the Draft Network. And I graded him as a round two, round three player. And I can't explain why he fell to the fifth round, other than it was a bad quarterback class. There some guys with more tools that went in front of him. He's got a live arm. He's quick-footed within the pocket. But he played in uh, at the college ranks. There's an offensive coordinator, Phil Longo. And it's kind of this air ready offense, very static offense. Um, not a lot of timing involved. You know, they don't really coach footwork in this offense. It's, it's really just, uh, we don't really care what you do until the ball comes out. So long as the ball comes out when it's supposed to come out. And that created this, I think for Sam Howell, this, uh, forecasting of rough around the edges was getting a lot of time. Uh, some of the finer details of playing the position, elude him because he wasn't asked to do them at the college level. And you see that on tape. Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator. Obviously, he was highly regarded as the offensive coordinator in Kansas City. Got some head coaching interviews. It was very controversial that he did not get a head coaching job. Who knows what may end up coming to terms uh, with this Washington opportunity. There's new ownership there this year. Uh, we'll see if if that spurs on uh, a, a head coaching change and if Bieniemy in-house with what they've done with the offense would be enough to garner him uh, as a viable candidate for the head coaching job or not. But Sam Howell, he leads the league in passing yardage. He's already attempted 400 and has he taken all the attempts? Yeah, 486 attempts through 12 games. Uh, just an astronomical amount of volume that he is taking as a passer. Uh, as a point of reference, that's more than 100 more attempts than Tua Tonga in one extra game. And all that to say he's got about 200 more passing yards than Tua does. 3,339, 18 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Uh, his net yards per attempt, I'm a big net yards per attempt as far as metrics and, and efficiency from a passing efficiency standpoint, is 5.8. He's been sacked 55 times, which is 10.2% of his dropbacks. There will be mistakes. And I think with Miami's offense matching up against Washington's defense, your expectation should be that you're going to see Miami score points and Washington is going to have to try to score points to keep pace. And in some cases, they've had success doing that. They played the Philadelphia Eagles very tough twice this year. They lost 38-31, uh, and then they they lost earlier in the season in overtime 34-31. So they scored 31 points on the Philadelphia Eagles defense twice. They scored 35 points on the Denver Broncos and won 35-33. They came from behind and chased down to the Seattle Seahawks in Week 10, forced overtime. They, now they lost in overtime 29-26, but Sam Howell had some really nice moments in that football game as well. The arm talent's evident. His ability to get off his spot is obvious, and he's kind of like college Baker Mayfield, early Cleveland Baker Mayfield, in the ways that he scrambles but persistently scrambles to throw. And he does a really nice job of keeping his eyes downfield when he's forced off his spot. And he is a very slippery guy. He's slippery within the pocket. He can get outside the pocket and he'll press up on the line of scrimmage. And you think that he's running, but he will throw it. Um, so Miami, from a tackling perspective, you have to be disciplined to tackling this team. Uh, you have to be disciplined with your coverage landmarks. Uh, because if you're not, 
uh, you can find some chunk plays. And I think that's how Washington has pretty consistently found themselves. You know, the last five games, 472 yards against Philly, 432 yards against uh, the New England Patriots, 356 yards against Seattle, 404 yards against the New York Giants, 376 yards against the Dallas Cowboys. Like they move the ball. Now, the problem here is they scored 31 against Philly. Then they scored 20 against New England in a three-point win, turned the ball over twice, 26 on a, a late push, late touchdown to, to force the game to overtime. They had 19 points at one, like two minutes left in the fourth quarter, 19 points against the Giants, turned the ball over six times, and then 10 points against Dallas. So they're not an overly efficient bunch with what they do offensively, but they do move the ball. They're ninth in yards, raw passing yards this season. Now they're 24th in net yards per attempt because of the amount of sacks and negatives plays that Sam Howell takes. And that's what you have to be really dialed in on. If you're a Dolphins fans coming into this game, expect Washington to hit some chunk plays, expect Sam Howell to be a chaos merchant and scramble around back there and get off his spot and make some stuff happen. But when you press him and he has to press, can you be opportunistic and make the plays? And that's what you saw when they played Dallas. Obviously you had Deron Bland with his, League record setting fifth pick six, which came late uh, with five minutes left uh, in the fourth quarter, a 63 yard pick six to put Dallas up 45 to 10. Uh, because throughout the first half, Dallas is close. You know, they're up seven three at the end of the or seven nothing at the end of the first quarter. Then it's cut to seven to three. And then the Dallas Cowboys hit a chunk explosive play for a touchdown from Dak Prescott. But then the commanders bounce back. And then Dallas scores a field goal to make it a 10-point game just before halftime with less than a minute left. So, like, that was it was close in the first half. Dallas goes on to win by five, touch, or by five touchdowns. But that's just kind of the expectation that, that I carry into this game is Washington's going to have some plays because that's the chaos merchant that is Sam Howell as a quarterback who runs to throw. He's a fun player. And they've got some good skill players around him. Brian Robinson's a big physical second-year running back out of University of Alabama. Uh, I liked him a ton coming out. He's not getting a ton of volume, uh, less than 13 carries per game, 50 yards per game. Uh, but from a touch perspective, he's got almost 200 touches, and he has 937 yards from scrimmage and eight touchdowns. Get some good volume, and, and some of that is just I'm going to scramble, and I'm going to get the ball to Robinson out of the backfield on a check down late as I press the line of scrimmage. I'm going to invite defenders into me, and then I'm going to throw it right past their ear hole, and we're going to get a chunk gain. He's got 326 receiving yards this season, Brian Robinson does on 36 targets. Their star player uh, in the passing game is Terry McLaurin, uh, one of the better wide receivers in the league. He's been targeted 97 times, 60 receptions for 694 yards, but he only has two touchdowns this season. Uh, I like the matchup with Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin with the Dolphins corners, with them being healthy. I'd be much more uh, anxious about that matchup if you didn't have those two guys locked in. Uh, Curtis Samuel is their primary slot player. That was a player that the Dolphins apparently were interested in kicking the tires on uh, back ahead of the 2022 season. He signs in D.C. He's having a much better season this year than he did last year. Uh, he is third on the team in Yards from scrimmage with 463. They are a team, uh, if you look at their metrics, they are middle of the road on third down offensively, uh, 38%. That is 18th in the league. And they are 58% in the red zone. Uh, 21 touchdowns on 36 attempts. That 58%, that is 10th. That is good for 10th in the NFL. So that's kind of where they butter their bread. Now they have 
a ton of turnovers, 22 turnovers. That's 30th in the league. Um, they run the ball at a rate that is amongst the bottom in the league. Uh, 257 attempts is 30th in the NFL. So they're fairly one-dimensional. They turn the ball over a ton. Howell is very up and down. Middle of the road and third down. So there's some, some ways that I think Miami can press this team into mistakes, but this is not a team that you can take lightly uh, in spite of all of our expectations and the fan duel spread. I want to double check and make sure I know exactly where it's at. Um, started at, I believe, nine and a half coming into this week. So Miami's favored by almost uh, a touchdown and a field goal completely. Uh, current spread is nine and a half Miami on the road. So if this was played, this game was played in Miami. Uh, Miami's potentially favored by what neutral site game. You take the field goal off, give it to Miami. I mean, you're talking two touchdown favorites if it's played in, in hard rock stadium. So high expectations, but don't sleep on this team. They gave the Eagles scares twice. Two one-score games, they lost to Philadelphia. Dallas just rocked them. How do they respond to that? How do they respond to Jack Del Rio being dismissed from his job? Those are some of the questions for Washington. And we're, we're going to put a bow on this introduction to the Commanders up next here on Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. What a perfect segue, however, talking about the spread. Uh, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot over at FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So if you think the Dolphins are going to win on Sunday, throw $5 on the money line at FanDuel. And if the Dolphins win, you get $150 in bonus bets at your disposal with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads. Again, Miami's favored by nine and a half. Player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we've we've kind of set the stage for this Washington team. We didn't really get into the offensive line. Uh, I think Sam Howell's such a big part of, of the projection for facing this team, but this offensive line, uh, Charles Leno, Chris Paul, Tyler Larson, Sam Cosme, Andrew Wiley, they're projected starting five. Um, the interior trio is going to be a problem. This is not the game that I think you will feel Jalen Phillips's absence. Um, we alluded to uh, Washington having one player with more than 23 pressures all season long defensively. Uh, there are five players on the Dolphins roster, including Jalen Phillips, who obviously just went on injured reserve. So four who will be active for this game that have surpassed that number. Including Christian Wilkins who, whether it's Cosme, who was a college tackle, who was a second-round pick in 2021, who was converted to play right guard, the anchor's bad. The pad level's not good. You could take that guy back in the, the house lap on a consistent basis. Whether it's Tyler Larson or Nick Gates, whoever's the center, 
It was supposed to be Ricky Stromberg, who's their rookie pick. He's on injured reserve. He went on injured reserve week 10. Sadiq Charles was also a projected starter for them on the interior of that offensive line. He went on injured reserve uh, week eight. So you got Chris Paul as a seventh-round pick, a uh, very heavy-footed guy. Kind of reminds me a little, or at least he did coming out of college, a little bit of like a Lester Cotton or a Rob Jones-type player. Uh, so whether it's Sealer or Wilkins against that player as well, it's not a great matchup for them. Probably the best offensive lineman they have is Andrew Wiley, uh, who signed this this offseason, came with Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City. Uh, signed, he was on our short list of players in the offseason blueprint. We were projecting what the Dolphins should do this offseason. Um, that group up front, however, they, they do have their hand in the Sam Howell 10% of dropbacks ending in sacks and 55 sacks through 12 games this season. I'm expecting Miami to get five plus. You know, they got seven against the Jets. Uh, I think you have a more slippery quarterback. You obviously won't have Jalen Phillips in this game uh, at your disposal. But I look at the offensive line, and and it's better than the Jets. But I don't think the interior trio gives you much more resistance than what the Jets did either. So I think this this is going to be another one or very one dimensional approach for Washington to win this football game. I don't think they're going to come out here and lean on you. And if they do, if they want to try that, then bless you. So that's the Commanders. We'll set the stage a little bit. We'll little hear a little bit more about this team um, on Thursday with David Harrison from Locked On Commanders for Crossover Thursday. Tomorrow on the show, we're reacting to Hard Knocks. we got a Mike McDaniel presser to talk about, uh, so we'll get into all of that. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins because it is your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it. Appreciate all of the everydayers who are tapped in. Make it a great rest of your day, and I'll be back to talk to you all again tomorrow. Fins up. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.